two people sitting having a conversation on the internet you sit and think and wonder to yourself is this a podcast hello and welcome to episode eight of is this a podcast i'm your host david thorne i'm here today with my very close friend logan farr see what i did there what's up logan how you doing man it's good to see you good to see you too i'm doing great man hell yeah dude that's that's good to hear man uh well, let's uh, go ahead and get started. First off, let's what I want to start out with, I know you're in California, and you're a transplant as well, like me, correct? Yes, sir. I believe you said you're from Wisconsin, right? Yeah, Wisconsin, baby. Wisconsin. Cheese and beer. So tell me about Wisconsin and your journey out here. What brought you to California and all that? Tell me a little bit about where you're from and what brought you out here, dude. I got you. Well, I actually moved around a bunch as a kid. Uh, I was born in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Uh, moved to Florida when my grandfather died. Uh, my parents got divorced in Florida. Mom got remarried with her high school sweetheart. Moved up to Wisconsin, back where she was actually from. Mm-hmm. And then from fifth grade on, I lived in Wisconsin. Fifth grade to graduation. Uh, Wisconsin's a shit, man. Uh, I'm a cold body. I fucking hate the heat. Uh, so it's beautiful out there. Uh, it's just, I mean, you're from the South, you know, this oh, shit. Yeah. Just, people are different. Yeah. Uh, I love, I absolutely love it out there. If I could, I probably would move back there if it was a little more updated, but <laughs> not so archaic uh, yeah. with some of the shit on their views. Yeah. But uh, no, I got out here because I went into the military as a firefighter. I was an Air Force firefighter and I got stationed because, uh, so when you're in the military and you're graduating, they sit you on a computer and like, hey, here you have seven options that you can pick for your bases mm-hmm. make a list it's like seven here and seven overseas and it's a list and they'll go off of i think they're one of them yours and um yeah and so you get to pick you get to pick where you want to go mm-hmm. i've never been to california and the military doesn't really go off of it like they'll put you where they need yeah i've never been to california i thought it was all sunshine and beaches yeah so one of the options on there was Beale Air Force Base, California, right outside of fucking Yuba Shitty. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you can't go wrong. I'm going to be suntanning all day, enjoy the water. No idea. <laughs> so I get st- I get Beale's my first, or it was my first pick, but it was the base got picked for me. Yeah. And I get there, and my drive is through Yuba City into a real Linda onto the base. I don't know if you've ever been there. The area right outside of Beale, that little town, I think it's Rio Linda or whatever it is, mm-hmm. is the meth capital of California. Really? And so it's just, <laughs> I'm going in, I'm looking around, I'm like, what the, f-? I'm an 18-year-old kid, like, what the fuck did I sign? Like, this is going to be horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> I almost get mugged my first night because I'm at the Walmart right outside of base. Come to find out, uh, you're not supposed to, the military is not supposed to go to that Walmart. Because it's known, it's known for like high trafficking and drugs, vagrants, just crazy people. It's, it's yeah. like a known shitty area. <laughs> exactly, hella ghetto. And so uh, I get stationed at Beale as a, uh, for the fire department. Ended up having fun. Um, my, I met my ex-wife now over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've, I've moved away a couple times. I've moved to New Jersey mm-hmm. and back to Wisconsin actually for a little bit of period. But I always end up coming back to California. Man, as much as much as I hate a lot of politics that go on here, I fucking love it here, man. It's oh, it's just beautiful. I love the state of California. It's oh. like I feel like this is where I belong. If I would have grew yeah. up in California, I probably wouldn't be the person I am today. But 
I would have probably belonged out here and maybe I would have been doing 100%. this like a long time ago because I would have loved to do shit like this back in Tennessee, but it's not like, I mean, not that I couldn't have done it. It's yeah. just out here. It's like, I don't know. I guess it's kind of the thing to do. <laughs> no, I it's, get it, man. Trust me. I get it. It's like as a comedian by law, you're required to have a podcast. You yeah. have to like pretty I'm soon. I'm breaking yeah. the law right now. I'm breaking the law. Just got to get one, man. No. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. uh, you had said something about uh, being a firefighter in the Air Force. I mean, yeah. tell, me, tell me a little bit more about that. I mean, did you ever actually get to fight any fires or anything like that? Oh, yeah. So uh, so the different branches have their different, like, firefighting designations. Uh, Air Force is, I think, I could be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure they're the only one that have full-time firefighters. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean, like, I was a fully trained firefighter. We got trained in structural, wildland, and airport. And they're mm -hmm. just uh, – different designations because so the structure is obviously like buildings like buildings burning down blah 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 you learn how to deal with that wildland coming out here you have to deal with that a lot that was yeah. actually a uh, secondary course that i got once i was out here mm -hmm. and then there's air er, arf aarf uh which is airport firefighting yeah uh, and that was very prevalent for the air force because the only reason i have a job is because these planes fucking blow up and shit yeah and so uh a lot of fun man yeah actually my first day uh, I like I said, I got into Rio Linda or Rio or Yuba City, got on the base, didn't have any gear, and the first day on the job is the biggest fire this base has had in 20 years. The CE uh, Civilian and Engineering Headquarters yeah. ended up burning down because some motherfucker uh, left like a hot pocket or some shit <laughs> in the toaster of them. What? Wait, what? Ho, ho, ho! Those are microwavable. Who the fuck toasts hot pockets? I mean, granted, toasted shit's better. It it's worth the wait, but yeah. That's, morons. That's, who does morons, that? Morons. Morons. Dude, I have so many good stories about the like the dumbest fucking people I've ever met were in the military. Uh, but like, yeah, first day on, biggest fight. It's this giant warehouse and attached to this or this is giant uh, civil engineering building. And then attached to it is a warehouse where they store all their lumber. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, first day on the job, we get like, I get to have no gear. So I'm borrowing patchwork gear from some of the other guys. Yeah. Um, and we're on. I'm, I'm, I had to drive a bunch of cars around. I was driving people back and forth. I was on the hose for a little bit. Uh, and it was great. It was fun. <laughs> uh, it was just basically working on what's called containment, and that's just making sure it doesn't spread. It was super easy because it was just a parking lot. It was around the whole everything. So it was actually super nice. Come to find out, uh, after doing like three or four days of keeping it down, because it burns down, but they have to make sure it doesn't reignite. Yeah. Uh, come to find out, they're like, well, it turns out all the insulation on that building was asbestos. <laughs> <laughs> and so none of us were wearing masks outside. Oh, so shit. So the first day on the job, I get a ding in my record saying, uh, you can't sue us because you're, you're probably going to get cancer from all the asbestos you were breathing in. All, wow. So all of us got that shit. Damn, uh, dude. That's crazy. That's kind of shitty of the government to do that. But the, dude, the government don't give a shit. No, they don't. Yeah, we're we're they we're don't. checks on a paper. That's all oh, we are. Yeah. We're like cattle. Dude, no, we're worth we're worth less than cattle. Yeah, you can eat cattle. I mean, I guess yeah. technically you can eat people, but it's pretty societally frowned upon. That's how you get the Wendigo. You don't want to start that shit. The Wendigo, yeah, the uh it makes you mad from eating human flesh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, that that story scarred me as a fucking kid. I read it in those that little um Scary stories that you read in the dark. That was book? a good book. Oh. Yes, I had that book, dude. I know exactly the one you're talking about because the last story was about a guy in a hotel room playing guitar or something and bloody fingers, right? 
Yeah. Well, yeah, like the, win, the, the Wendigo was one where, where uh, he met the hunter. He met the Native American hunter in the lodge and was going out hunting. And then uh, they go out and do their hunting shit. And all of a sudden they hear screaming in the night. Yeah. And the Native American guy runs out there and all of a sudden he disappears. And his buddy goes to look for him and he can hear him screaming his name. And he hears him, but he's up in the air. And then he never finds him. Come to find out, they go back to the hunting lodge and he sees the guy sitting in the hunting lodge. Oh, there he is. Goes over and looks, pulls up the hood, and it's just a pile of ash. And so the Wendigo picks you up and it makes you run until you burn up into ash. It drags you along the ground and forces you to run until you burn up into ash. What? Yeah, dude, it's crazy shit. I love, I love those fucking stories. Yeah, I love stories like that too, man. Those oh. are, those are really, really cool. Like, I'm always into like sci-fi kind of horror stuff. I love the supernatural, paranormal stuff. Oh, I, yeah. I don't necessarily believe in ghosts, but if I saw some shit that I couldn't explain, I'd be like, yeah, that's that's probably a ghost. Doing shroom as much as you have, you don't believe in ghosts. Not maybe right. not ghosts, but you don't believe. Maybe, maybe ghosts is the wrong term, but echoes, echoes of what we are. Now, I don't know, occasionally, I don't know if it's from all the psychedelics I've done or whatever. I'll catch stuff out of the corner of my eyes. It's like, yeah. sometimes you'll think you see a person that's not there. That, yeah. That's like the only thing I ever get. And I don't think that's ghosts. I just think, I don't know. Who knows? It could be like another multiverse or something trying to fold in upon our own, causing some other crazy Mandela effect. Because that yeah. that Mandela effect shit's weird, man. Like the, oh, dude, it's yeah. not, well... It's not like, like people always say your mind's playing tricks on you. Like, what if your mind's not playing tricks on you? What if it's just so focused in on this one zone yeah. that when you're not paying attention, you just catch a glimpse of another verse. That's all it is, is another verse you caught the briefest glimpse of. True. Got I to... love that. I love thinking about it. I get high too much, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're not telling me anything. I, I feel you on that one. Let's go ahead and um move on. I've got another topic I like to ask people about is there well i know you've probably got one to share if you want to share that any life-changing events that have you know changed you for the better something you've learned that oh, you'd dude, like I, to share with us oh yeah you know me so i have two prosthetic feet that's because i was a moron when i was 21 and decided to go drinking outside this bar in old roseville that has train tracks behind it no one knows the full story i don't even know the full story i used to tell like i would always hear bits and pieces and I would just say those because it's what I've heard and no one could ever confirm or deny. Uh, but as I've gotten older, I've realized it's just easier to tell me. Like, I have no idea what the fuck happened. I got drunk on my 21st birthday out behind the bars where we're at. Uh, is there always oh, a train yard? Uh, what I've heard is I fell or I fell on the tracks, knocked myself out, and the train came by and hit my left leg, took my right leg. Uh, but once again, I have no idea. No one, like, it's everything from I was mugged, I was placed there, I was trying to fucking becoming a vagabond and hopping on the train. <laughs> I have no idea, but I'm thankful for it every fucking day. One, uh, I got retired from the military, which was a fucking huge blessing. Uh, but it, it changed your outlook on life. It's one of those things where maybe you appreciate the little things. Mm -hmm. And now it's just like, like right now. So my whole thing is like with comedy, like I would have, I don't think I ever would have pursued this. Like I would, I would have been a lifer in the military. Like I was trying to go uh, for pararescue in the military. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think I ever would have gotten back into writing and back into or into comedy because of it. Comedy's been one of those things. It's, it's life changing. I, like, I, I think I found my calling and what I want to do and doing stand like meeting guys like you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just huge. But it made me appreciate the arts, the beauty in life. 
Yeah. And just the positivity. Like, I'm, everyone always says, like, I'm a very positive person. Yeah. Just because, like, there's always a bright side. You can, you can choose to be negative. You can choose to look at the negative things in life. They're always going to be there. Yeah. But we are what we are because we choose to be positive. This like, is you, true. I've, I've like been, you, been learning that a lot lately myself. So, yeah. That's what it is. You, like, I look personally, so I believe in nihilism. I believe yes, that I'm... none of this means anything. There's no meaning. That people, there's false meaning. But because of that, it's beautiful. Because because nothing has meaning, you give it inherent meaning through us. Like, I'm giving whatever I'm doing meaning because I want to do it for no other reason than yes. I want to do it. And that's it. I don't think I ever would have reached that conclusion had I stayed in the military, had I stayed on the path I was on. Yeah. I don't know. Nihilism, I guess, if you look at it that way. I never looked at it that way. I was always one of those negative nihilistic type peoples yeah. that just went into dark places. And I'm trying yeah. to come out of that. And basically what you've said is like, yeah, I've been trying to keep that mindset because negative thoughts will kill you quicker than anything in the world. Agree. Well, what makes the night sky so beautiful? It's the darkness of the endless that makes the stars pop. You got to look at it that way. You Without the darkness, the light doesn't pop. Exactly. Exactly. That is a, a very, very good point. So with the prosthetics, though, I know that for a guy that has prosthetics, you are very active. You work out all the time. You do Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Oh, yeah. That's uh, that's that's cool. Like what? It, what's that like doing that? You obviously oh, you've told me you don't favorite. do it with the prosthetics. But do people like think that you're not going to do they like? How do people approach you? Do they they go full speed usually, oh, or? Yeah. Uh, so it's funny, uh, just because so in jujitsu there's this thing called leg locking, mm -hmm. and that's a huge part of my game. Uh, and it's people get mad at it because like, well, we can't do it back to you, blah blah blah. I'm like, well, I've rolled with some of the best guys in the world, and they have no problem avoiding stuff. They have no, it's like the things that throw people off in my game is the fact they let they let me not having feet get into their head, so they think they can't do things. And I play into that. I make it seem like they can't do things. If they really put their mind to it, they could. Yeah. Uh, but they like, yeah, some people get, like, I've had, I've done competitions where I've leg locked guys competitions, and their coaches have thrown shit, screaming about how it's not fair. What? Oh, yeah, dude. Just go, just go fucking nuts. That's hilarious. I love it, because I, I laugh, like, well, maybe you should get better, bitch. Maybe you should lose your legs to have an it's advantage. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm like. Hey, are you getting a bitch at a dude who's six eight, skinny, can darts choke you from across the mat? No. Some people have advantages. You have to learn yep. how to get around it. Don't let me get to your fucking legs. That Simple. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I'm gonna make you feel this pain, bitch. Oh, you think having ankles hurts? Let's get it going. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, that is kind of kind of funny that you can put somebody in an ankle lock, but they can't put you in an ankle lock. Exactly. Oh, dude, people get so mad and so frustrated, and that's like. Uh, so I, once again, I love jiu-jitsu. So it's probably my number one love. Uh, but like, so East Coast, when I was out in Jersey, training yeah. these guys, they're they fucking monsters. Uh -huh. I'm like me and my old instructor, uh, Joseph Campisi. Mm -hmm. uh, we would go so hard, and it was I'm talking just rounds and rounds of the murderers, some of the highest level guys in the East Coast, and iron like it was iron sharpens iron out there. Yeah. And then out here, there was no excuses out there. It was like, no, no, I don't give a fuck if you have no feet. I don't give a shit. We're going hard. Oh, you got me a leg like that's because you're better. It's not because you don't have no feet. Or you did something because you, whatever, yeah, uh, yeah. Limb. out here, peep, it's a different mentality. It's, uh -huh. they're more prone to excuses out here. And it's very, it's a, it's a very California mentality. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, they want to put it on someone else and not bring it back onto themselves. And so that's why out here I get known. I'm known as a dickhead yeah. uh, with jujitsu because like uh-huh. I, I go hard. Yeah. Because I've I, I've come from tap or snap gyms. One of those things like know how to know how to do something, know how to get out of something, know when to tap, or yeah. that person's gonna break your limb. It's like it's not it's not on them to stop. It's on yeah. you to know when to stop. So have you ever witnessed that happen where somebody didn't tap and got their limb broken? Oh yeah, I bro- I mean I've broken limbs in competition. Oh it's, it's, wow. Yeah, it's one of those things. It it happens. Yeah. People they, they let the ego get out like oh I'm not gonna tap to this, and a lot. But the thing is, a lot of guys will stop. They're like they're like okay he's not gonna tap I'm gonna stop like I'm in a competition I'm breaking it like I don't <laughs> care. that's not I don't have to deal with this happen that's you who has to deal with it. This is true, man. I mean, if you're trying to win a competition, I guess just yeah. I mean, I. You couldn't like put somebody in it and just snap it right out out the gate. Yeah, like no, no, you would get like yeah, you would get like freaking uh, called for that, wouldn't you? Or would they? No, like, you you could do it. You could one hundred percent do it if you wanted to. That's just an asshole move. You wouldn't. Yeah. Want, you wouldn't want anybody to do that to you. So exactly. But it's like also so at a higher level, you know, it's so hard to snap something in that hard that quick. Yeah. To where it's one of those things you have time to snap or tap or verbally submit. You almost I'm gonna say almost always have time but you let this ego thing get in they're like oh i can get out of it oh he's not gonna snap it it's like okay yeah do you tap or do you have that ego that just like break it frenchie no yeah i 100 percent have that ego and i get like uh because so my issue is when i roll with bigger guys i won't tap just because i'm like okay i can get out of shit but like with chokes unless i actually about to go out i almost will never tap and because of that like after you sometimes my neck will be so sore. I'm like, I'm such a goddamn moron. I should just tap. <laughs> like, oh my, like I'm gonna be sore for the next week and a half. I should just. I'm such a dipshit. That's funny. Oh, I love. I love it, man. I yeah. absolutely love it. That is funny. All right, man. Now, there's another topic I like to ask everybody about. It's one of my favorite topics, and it's like share with me like an interesting drug trip or anything. Of that nature, you know, some experience <laughs> that you've had under a controlled substance, hell, maybe even alcohol that just, you know, yeah, that well, interesting. So, I, I prefer well, my, psychedelic stories because those are the well, greatest. You know, my favorite one, uh, this was beginning of the pandemic. I'm like, ah, I think I'm going to do a lot of shrooms. I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, so, I, I, <laughs> I was a part. I had a hand in this. <laughs> I had the bright idea to eat a half ounce of shrooms. Yeah, we were, I thought we were supposed to do them together. You're like, yeah, we're gonna go trip sometime. I'm like, all right, cool, dude. Yeah, no, ter- mistake number one: uh, <laughs> doing shrooms in a pandemic. Probably not the best headspace to be doing that shit in. Oh. Uh, and so I did that. And you ever had that when you're doing it, like you're doing some like either weed or shrooms, and you also you're like the highest you've ever been, but you know since you've done it before, like, oh shit, like I haven't peaked yet. <laughs> you ever do that? Cause that's what happened here is like, so I was back in my room and I'm getting high and I'm like, I'm my eyes are closing and I'm like seeing the universe. Yeah. Like, uh, just, I'm like seeing all the connections of the universe. Damn. And, oh, we do. I can go into this for a minute. Yeah, huh? go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I was going to say about the connections in the universe. I do get that when I'm on streams too. Like you can connect things that have no connection at all some yep. way in your mind. Okay. I get what you're saying. Oh. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Continue so, though, man. So like I was having, I was it was it was going good, but I was getting deeper and deeper, and I started panicking when my dogs came in my room, and the issue was they had human faces, like, <laughs> in like, they had weird like kind of human faces, but the faces had shifted to the top of their head, <laughs> and so I start I'm like I like I know I'm tripping like 
okay, Logan, you're you're freaking out. Like whatever. And my dogs, like they're very very loving dogs, but they're big boys. I mean, yeah, Winston's yeah. hundred like hundred yeah. pounds. Molly's eighty pounds. I met your dogs. Yeah, yeah, they're they're big dogs. Yeah, and they can tell I was freaking out, so they were trying to love on me and something, just like rub on me. Well, that freaked me out more because I'm looking at their human faces rub on me. I thought they were trying to worm themselves into my body. <laughs> Super weird. So I had to put them outside. I go back and I lay on my bed. And uh, I, like, I realized I was starting to panic. And then so I go look at my phone, look what time it is. And then you ever get in those loops when you're high like that and you keep doing something? And so I kept looking back at my phone uh, and I would see the time change. And like, you ever get that where the time just seems to pause? Yes. And, yeah. and that's what happened. It went on forever. But I kept unplugging my phone and putting my phone's on low battery. Yeah. And plugging it back in. And then I would go to roll over my bed. And the foot, like the cord, the cord would get stuck, and it would unplug. Yeah. And so, I got in this weird headspace of, oh my god, technology is trapping me, <laughs> uh, dude. It was bad. Like I couldn't, I couldn't watch Netflix. I like I tried to do a bunch of things to get my mind off it, but like I, I couldn't be around any technology because it started like, like, oh my god, I'm tethered to the wall because it's fucking phones in the wall. Yeah. I can't deal with this. Like, I don't know. I can't go to sleep because, uh, you know, like when you're super high on shrooms, like <laughs> I couldn't go to sleep. Cause I'm like, this is never going to end. Like you're in that moment. You think it's going to go on forever. Yeah. And so I'm like, Oh my God, time's a fake thing. Time's an illusion. Where's where consciousness attached to a bunch of cell for a chunk of years, just experiencing. And so I was just freaking out. Uh, and then I think it was hours of that, just hours of me really like contemplating time and my life's mistakes, everything I was fucking up. Uh, ended up panicking and calling my mom. Terrible decision. I've had that. <laughs> I, I, been there, done that. Got the t-shirt. <laughs> oh my god, rookie maneuver. Uh, but it was it was fun. She laughs about it now. Uh, just I needed like a tether. Yeah, dude. D- definitely, I feel you on that. Definitely. Well, that's because like the biggest thing I t- I took away from that is I realized none of us are separate. We're all attack. We're 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 all consciousness. Like people like to think we're individual. Like. We're, just, we're an individual flavor, but we're all ice cream. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, all different flavors. But it's all one thing. Yeah. And that's what, it, and that's what, that's what panicked me, because I'm like, oh my, like, uh, I don't want to sit here and play video games all day. I want to yeah. go experiencing just because, like, you only have your allotted time in this form to experience shit. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, yeah, it just really hit me hard with that. And then I got on and played video games with you guys, and you guys reeled me back in. Yeah, like, I don't think you guys knew I was on shrooms, but it was one of those things no. where, like having you guys. What up? No, I have. Oh, check his room. Uh, I have no idea. I'll look around. Uh, but yeah, it was one of those things. It was just. Yeah, I, I, but yeah. I remember you getting on and saying something about taking all of them, and I was like, "Oh, damn!" And I didn't realize that at that time you were you were tri- was, actually tripping. Oh, it Man. was hearing because I was by myself and just yeah, hearing. D- Doing shrooms by yourself is a bad idea, dude. Especially in vast amounts. Like, what? How? Yes. A half an ounce is what? Fourteen oh ounces God. or fourteen uh, grams? Four, yeah, fourteen grams. It's like, and what they call they call five the hero's dose, ten the god dose. A eighth, I think. Is that the god dose? Maybe. I don't. know. Whatever it was, I did way more. <laughs> yeah, dude. You like, you were freaking like talking to God. Dude, was, but I felt like that. It was so weird because I just felt connect like. Did you look in the mirror? Yeah, I had to stop because I was freaking myself out. It made me realize I'm like, okay, I'm here, like I'm here now. 
but this won't like this is a this is a semi permanent state. Yeah. This ego is a semi permanent thing. It's like it's permanent while I'm here. Like uh, I I can't remember whose quote it is about death. Uh, it is, but it's about death. It's, uh, if death is, I am not. If I am, death is not. Why should I fear something that cannot exist while I exist? True. And the, but that kept that quote kept going. That in uh, uh I'm gonna mispronounce it. It's uh, a Latin saying. Uh, I think it's amora fate. A m o r space f a t i. Uh-huh. Uh It means love of fate, the love of one's fate. And those are the two biggest things that came at, through that entire thing was, oh shit, just love what you're doing. Just yes. pick that pick that one thing. What what no one else's opinion matters. Because every, I mean, everyone's on their own little journey. Pick that one thing and just love it, no matter what. Good day, bad day, love it. Yeah. And that was like I love like I feel I'm in such a better headspace after that trip. Yeah. Than I have been in years. It does like even like I watched that documentary on Netflix. I've talked with people about this before. The uh, yeah, it's a psychedelics documentary. I don't know if you've seen it. It's got a bunch of like celebrities in it, and they're telling about their psychedelic experiences. But yeah, a bunch of people have said like. Even bad trips. There's no yeah. such thing as a bad trip because the bad trips teach you something too. One hundred percent. I've had a bunch. Well, not a bunch, but a few bad trips on mushrooms. I guess they weren't like yeah. pleasant trips, but every time I've had one of them, I've realized mm-hmm. something. Like I know there was one point where I was tripping. And I was like, nobody ever trips with me because I never ask anybody to trip with me. Yeah. <laughs> and that was pretty much. I realized that. And I'm like, okay, I just have to ask people to do shit with me. That's my problem, reaching out to people. I have a yeah. hard time. No, I'm I'm the same boat. Right I'm now. a I'm a headstrong individual. Yes, most. Let's say, like like you said with bad trips, uh, it's like you said the bad trip. It's they all they do is reveal what you're hiding from yourself. Exactly. Yeah. That's all it is, and it's putting such a spotlight on it where you cannot ignore it. And then you, because you cannot ignore it, and then you're also getting the the whole time is meaningless thing. So you could be stuck in this moment for years. Yes. And that's what's terrifying. It's just like, oh, fuck, I got to stop doing whatever the fuck I'm doing and course correct. Yeah. All right, man. Let's go ahead and uh, move on to one of the last topics I've got written down. Now, I'm always interested in people's high school experience. You said yeah. you moved around a lot, but you did your high school in Wisconsin, correct? Yes, sir. Just, uh, yeah, let me know a little bit about what that was like. I mean, tell high me about it. was fun, man. It like, was? Oh, if I'm being honest, though, I was a cunt. <laughs> I, uh, if I could go back and kick the shit out of myself every single day, I was such a gut. Uh, I was annoying. Uh, still am. Not, <laughs> not, much has, not much has changed. Uh, uh, but I was such a, like, I look back and just cringe. Like, I was such a cunt. You were a bully. Uh, no, I w- no, I wasn't a bully. I was just annoying. Okay. Un- like I'm the same way I am now. Are you? Were you how you are on Call of Duty sometimes? Yeah, one hundred percent worse. <laughs> no, like I don't like. Like I like I like busting people's balls. That's my main thing. I like busting balls. It was never on like weaker individuals that kind of shit. It was yeah. on people who normally didn't get their balls busted. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I was I was a weird kid. Like I I know that. <laughs> and I like, like I can understand people from some of my hometown don't like me. I get it. I want hundred percent. I don't fault you at all. I was a cunt. Yeah. Uh, but no, man, it was fun. Uh, lots of fishing. Lots, lots of Wisconsin's big on drinking. Yeah. So getting drunk all the time, uh, which I don't recommend in high school, uh, early high school. <laughs> not. It's a. 
it fucks you up. Uh, but it was a good time, man. Uh, we would go sturgeon wrestling. That was a lot of fun. Sturgeon, those are fish, right? Yeah, they're like those seven foot like prehistoric dinosaur fish. And so what you would do is like there's a spot that at the where this dam where we used to go. Uh huh. Where it's right the below right below a dam and all this and it was technically I wonder what the fucking statute of limitations is. Yeah. But it was a fishing refuge. <laughs> oh wow. And so there were hundreds of these things in there. And what we do is wear a life vest and a helmet. And you'd look for one, you'd jump in and grab one, and then it would zoom down to the bottom. It's like fifty feet deep. And so you wear a helmet just in case like the either the tails would hit you or just shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so much fun. Like we do <laughs> dumb sh- dumb shit like that. That is freaking crazy, dude. Oh, dude, well, it was the best. Did you did anybody ever get fan? Don't they have like sharp fins that could No, they're not, they're not sharp. They're like they're like armored plates kind of. Uh-huh. But that's why you wear a helmet. So if you get okay. hit, uh, you don't get hit in the head, you don't get knocked out. No, but no, nothing bad ever happened. Okay. Uh, knock on wood. I know that uh, catfish have those fins that'll cut you. Catfish can. Yeah, they, they have you. a big old spine. They have the yeah, big old yeah, spine they have the spines that'll fucking cut you. Yep. But uh, I didn't know if other fish had that. But they just have armor plates now. Sturgeon, that's not a fish that you eat, is it? Do people eat sturgeon? Uh, you can eat the eggs. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, like caviar. Uh, yeah, like yeah. Big in Russia. Uh, I guess you can eat it. I, you don't want to eat a lot of bottom feeders because they're they're eating shit off the ground. Like they're not off the ground, but they're I, eating shit. Speaking of bottom feeders, catfish are a bottom feeder, and that is one of they the are. most popular fish to eat, at least in the south. I know that catfish is really big in the south, and it's really good. But catfish like are it. predators. They're not bottom feeders. They're predators. They're 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 also scavengers. I'm pretty sure. No, no, but no, no, no. What I mean by bottom feeder is the so sturgeon have a little mouth. Uh huh. Oh, well, some sturgeon. Uh, they have a little mouth, and so they're like literally sifting through dirt and shit. Okay. So Whereas catfish are scavengers, but they're also predators. Okay, and they'll, okay. And they'll eat fish constantly. So yeah, catfish is delicious. Oh yeah. One of my one of the favorite things we do back in Wisconsin is we would go to a buddy's house where we lived on the river. Uh huh. We start a fire and then we put out our lines all night and we catch catfish. Every time we caught a catfish, we bring it up, fillet it. We'd have tin foil. We put it in the tin foil with like veggies, potatoes, Old Bay. Wrap it up. It's called a hobo stew or hobo packet. Uh huh. You roll it up and you just throw it in the fire and let it cook. Yeah. You take it out, open the tinfoil, you got steamed catfish with veggies, potatoes, carrots, whatever the hell you toss in there. Oh, man, that sounds freaking good. Right off the road. I mean, you couldn't get it fresher than that. That is freaking awesome. I love it. I love fish, but I like the fish filleted without the bones because, I don't know, fish bones are, like, annoying, and you can easily swallow them. Yeah. And that is no fun. No, 100%. I get that. Yeah, That's fish. the worst. Or you get fish. stabbed in the gums. Oh. Yeah, definitely. Or to your whole family. I'll go back to that fish family and just start butchering them. It's like, <laughs> it's like eating Captain Crunch and cutting the roof of your mouth. <laughs> worst. Can't eat more than two bowls of Captain Crunch. Yeah. Oh, man. That was uh, interesting. Sturgeon wrestling, man. That that sounds like it would be, be fun. Dude, the, it's... Who thought of that, though? That's just like, somebody I, had to be like... I want to say, well, the, I think I got introduced to it from my buddy Jordan. I want to uh-huh. I think he was the first was like, hey, let's give this a shot. <laughs> like, why not? We're dumb, we're young and dumb, full of cum. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just being, just got the, you got the testosterone going, you think you're invincible, you can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Uh, I probably wouldn't do it now. One, because it's hugely illegal. 
let's oh. go mess with prehistoric fish. <laughs> Dude, they're not they're nuts looking. They are they're so cool though. It's yeah. so awesome. Hell yeah. All right, let, we're about getting ready to wrap it up now. To end it out, what I like to do is, you know, go ahead and if you got anything going on that you want to tell anybody about, anything, you know, coming up, which right now nobody's probably <laughs> got anything coming up, but, you know, just plug any social media or, you know, any endeavors you may want to share with us or, yeah, you know. I, I'm, just, I'm Mr. Footloose on Instagram. That's about it, man. I'm not, I'm just right now working out a ton, doing a lot of yoga, a lot of, just calisthenics and biking around, keeping active. And just let everyone know, just do something to get active. Don't sit around, get in your head, just get deeper and deeper in that mindscape. Get back in the physical body, beat that physical body up, quiet that mind down, and you'll be golden. Oh, yeah. Can't hmm. go too far into the mind, though. Dude, it's a dark place. Oh, man, you lose yourself in there. You don't lose your mind, you lose yourself inside your mind when people say they lose their mind. Your mind's not gone nowhere. No, no, no. Yeah, mind. you get lost in your stuff. You, yeah. stop, you stop seeing the road. Exactly. But anyway, Logan, it has been such a pleasure talking to you, man. Thanks for being on. Thanks uh, for having me, brother. Loved it. Hell yeah, man. Talking We're gonna to gonna have to get on some Warzone later on and Oh yeah. And I'm gonna kick the shit out of some kids. Oh yeah. I love the way you talk to the kids <laughs> on there sometimes. It's funny. <laughs> but anyway, man, thanks again for being on. I appreciate it. I'm gonna go ahead and end it there.